Hey everyone and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We're here to talk about the finale of season two of The Mandalorian in another Geek Corner Escape. And Andrew, I know you kind of apologized last episode to listeners for doing so many of these Geek Corners, but geez folks, if you're not on this Mandalorian thing now, get on it. It's the best time to get in. Absolutely, absolutely get on it. And, you know, this, you know, this will be our last, of course, uh, uh, Geek Corner episode for at least a while. Uh, back to your regular uh, scheduled programming soon. Regular? Mm. Well, ish. Back yeah. to some kind of. Um, but man, what an episode to end on. So season two, episode eight, chapter 16, The Rescue. Was this the best episode ever? In the Mandalorian? It's actually it's actually funny that you ask uh, because actually um, what I, uh, the last note that I wrote was and I quote funny how we gauge the episode on the final moments mm. for example that was such a great episode but what we really mean is it was such a great last five minutes but yes. but but yes no this episode to be fair though was really amazing I think I think it was up there I think it might have been. It might have been my favorite episode so far. It's it's in the it's in the top three, I think. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even gone back and had a chance to think about ranking them, but instantly it feels like it's round about there. I well, mean, yeah. No, I was just I was so excited about it when when I finished it, and obviously because I, I muted the group before, mm. and the fact that when I when I wrote that I had just watched it and you said you hadn't watched it, I was like, oh my god, because you said you know it was killing you that you haven't watched it, but it was also killing me because it's like I want to talk to you about it. I, this, I mean, the ordeal of getting to watch this episode for me, slight little side quest in true Mandalorian fashion. So Daryl yeah. and I caught up on Friday night for dinner with the family. And we had grand plans of slip, slipping away very quickly, very early in the evening to watch The Mandalorian with a small group of people. And it just didn't happen. Like we were just chatting and talking about stuff. And next thing you know, it's late and the kids are getting tired. And so we went home. Daryl watched it that night um, as he was putting kids to bed. I went home. Sure. Um, saw Daryl the next morning and he was like, what do you mean you haven't watched the episode? And I'm like, well, I, I went home and I went to bed. And he was just giving me the judgment eyes, which was fair enough. And then when I got home on Saturday morning, we had a tradesman around and it just feels a little wrong to be sitting around watching TV whilst the tradesman is like working on your property and doing stuff that you should probably be able to do as a capable human being, but can't because you were never taught that as a child. Not that it scars you, you're fine with it and you can move on. You don't need that. I mean, who knows? It's not that obvious how... Anyway, I'm kind of digressing a little bit here, Andrew. But Sounds answer, like you're not scarred at all. Short answer is <laughs> I didn't get to watch the episode until middle of the day on Saturday. And by that point, yeah. you and Mills and Daryl had all been talking about it. Um, Andy on the group chat continues to say nothing, but that's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure he left the group. Like, I don't even think that he's seen any of the messages in like four months because he just doesn't care. Yes. The most random thing about Andy's Star Wars fandom is that he was on two Star Wars pods, but we're still not sure that he's actually seen the original nine movies. He might he's have got just a, read stuff on the internet about them. Well, he's got a Star Wars face mask now, so I'm like, and there he was really that. excited when he got it. He like showed it to me, and he's like, "Look what I got!" And I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're adorable." But yeah. I just, I feel like it's not something that you love, and that's okay. Not, yeah. you know. So that's a long way of saying that I knew that the group and the internet in general were very excited about this episode when I went in, and suffice to say, my Do you know, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's actually funny because on Instagram I saw somebody. And she had something in her story and she goes, you know, if I see another uh, inkling of what happened in the Mandalorian, you're going to feel my wrath. And I'm like thinking, do you know what? Shut up. Like, you can't expect the entire internet to just like uh, 
bow down because you haven't watched the episode yet. Like, don't be wrong. I hate spoilers myself, yeah. but like when you say stuff like that, it's like you know what? The internet's not going to stop. It's the most popular show in the world right now. Like, yeah. if you haven't watched it yet, stay off the internet. We saw this with Game of Thrones. We saw this with Breaking Bad. I mean, it feels <laughs> like the statute of limitations for spoilers on a weekly TV show is around about three days. I think after yeah. three days, it's open slather. Yeah, I think Mandalorian is like you know what. You snooze, you lose, pal. Like because it's, you know, I I don't know what it is about the Mandalorian. I have not ever seen so many people post so quickly. Yes. Uh, about it, and maybe it's because I'm in the cosplay world now. Because basically, that's a place where as soon as the Mandalorian came out, people were making yes costumes, right? You're so they're all in very the Star Wars pond. So yeah. the other fish in the pond are doing Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So you're going to hear well, more of that. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really sad because I wanted to get there's this other there's this other Superman cosplayer, this guy Jake, uh, and we talk about it every time it's on. He messages me right away. He's like my best Instagram friend kind of yeah. thing. Um, I was going to ask him to come on and talk to us about it, and I was like, oh, you know what? I just I don't know that the timelines would really match up, but I think that there's going to have to come a point where he comes on and talks yeah. to us about Star Wars and stuff. We'll get him on anyway under the quote-unquote normal Breaking the Barrier episode. It can be an interview oh, with him about cosplaying and stuff, and then yeah, nice. we can use that as an excuse to talk about geek stuff again on what is ostensibly meant to be a fitness and well-being podcast. <laughs> we break the barriers track. of what it's supposed to be. That's right. <laughs> We're way off track. Um, let's talk about the yeah, episode. Let's so actually get into it. The, 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 they jump straight into the episode again, yep. true Mandalorian style, as we've come to expect. Um, we're suddenly in deep space. We're in a, a chase and we're going after clone dude. Yeah. Um, and Boba Fett, you know, sorts them out with an iron torpedo and they board the ship. And then there's a very tense Cara Dune standoff with this Imperial officer. That just dude put man when he started talking about I'll, I was just like don't do it man don't do it and then it just sets the tone for the episode what she does. Yes. <laughs> By yeah. the way everybody there's going to be again as always massive spoilers in this yeah. thing so just don't. Um, just she shoots him in the face. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? They're really setting her up for this Rangers of the New Republic spin-off. Um, I feel like yeah. she's going to be a big deal in that in that show. Yeah, it was just. I I think I think you're right, and I did actually. I I because I remember a couple of episodes ago you you spoke about her mm. and like the actress and what she. I did find out kind of what she says in her, mm. um, you know, political life and everything. And I'm like, ah, who could care? Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't watch you because I don't want to know what your political beliefs are. Like, shut up. Yeah. Um, you know. Then the episode, we're then into um, a really interesting scene in a random bar where we forget again at the start of this season, it took them three episodes for Mando to find Bo-Katan, maybe even yeah. longer than that. No, he just pops over no. her. Whilst they flash up the title card, he works out where she is and goes off and finds her in some planet. And he and Boba Fett walk into the bar and in the background, as he's talking to Bo-Katan, everyone is just getting out of that bar. And yeah, it's like, I, Just I, leaving well, them. It's, I would. I mean, that, that this episode is just like full of tense moments. And it like, is. I mean, it's... But I, I do have a question about that scene. And I don't... Okay. I can't I can't remember... Because I must admit, I, I've watched so much Rebels, so much tax, uh, uh, Clone Wars. And it all kind of gets jumbled a little bit. I know the basic thing. And I remember when she was introduced into The Mandalorian. But there's a point... Where, um, I don't think it was Bo-Katan. I think it was, it might have been the other one. And she was like, Is you're not. Sabine? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I, you know, I'm so bad with character names, <laughs> obviously. Um, and she's like, there's a point where she's like, you're not a real Mandalorian or something like that. And I'm like, but. Well, what she's saying is she's saying that she's saying that Boba Fett is a clone. 
because she's like, I've heard that voice so often. I yeah, know but like, clones. is that really cool for a Mandalorian who's taken off her helmet to say? Well, I think what they're saying is that Mandalorians can take off their helmet and it's the cult of the, um, the death cult, um, mm. the death watch. They're the ones okay. who are the extremists. And so them keeping the helmet That's on right. is actually an extreme thing. It's not the typical right. Mandalorian way. Because they, they did talk about that in that episode where she showed up, didn't she? Yes. And then yeah. Boba had that whole thing, which is, right. I'm not a, I don't care if I'm a Mandalorian or not. All right. I know is it's my father's armor. And it was yeah. my father. It wasn't, I'm not a clone of him. He was my dad. Um, yeah. So that's sort of where he was pushing back on that. That was a cool little um, yes. rump roll, wasn't it? There was a lot in there. And then, and then they had that little fight scene and everyone's that's battling. Cool. And Mando's just standing there going, we don't have time for this. No. Like all through this whole thing, he's like, I don't care about anything, anything at all. Nothing matters to me other than getting the child back. That's Gotta all I care about. Um, so, yeah, so then they go into, they finally agree to work together and they go into planning mode. Uh, yeah. Another, you know, they're trying to work out how this is all going to work. And, you know, the, the what are they called? The Dark Troopers. The dark th Troopers. The threat yeah. of the Dark Troopers is well and truly established again and That's again right. in this show. They, they, they are no longer any part human or humanoid. They, they've evolved and they've made them completely droids. So yes. that's why they're so intense and they can't be beaten in this and that. And the other Full thing. circle back to the original prequels where droids were the main weapon of choice. We're, we're, back, right. to, we're back to droids again. Oh, um, those goddamn droids, though. Yes. Stupid idiots. <laughs> um, and then an absolute great scene. And I've seen this written up a couple of places online. We've never really seen TIE fighters launched before, have we? I think in one of the, the latest movies, there was maybe a scene where they were trying to launch TIE fighters, but not like no. this with the big and, tube where they rock it out. And and that was do, awesome. do, but it was actually really interesting because I remember uh, in in our worst of, and Andy was not a fan of the TIE fighters. I love TIE fighters. Mm. I, think, I think those are awesome uh, vehicles. I think that they're amazing. I love the sounds. I love how they maneuver. But as they were pulling out of this tube, I was thinking to myself... How do like? <laughs> How does this work? Yeah, he's kind of right. They're not mm. like there's no. I mean, it's space, so I guess it wouldn't matter. But there's no way for these things to have any kind of drag, or because it's just a ball with flat edges, really. Yeah. Like they they shouldn't. I, there's work. thrusters, isn't there? Ion thrusters. There were, yeah, I guess there would have to be. But those, I mean, it just. I guess I don't know. It just didn't feel. It, Watching them launch, it was interesting, cool, but it's just I just kept thinking about what Andy said, and I was yeah. like, it's funny. This I guess it's weird because in space, you just you think about the strength that the, and the and the maneuverability that these thrusters would have to have to. Yeah, they just it didn't it didn't it doesn't seem practical. It doesn't make me think that it, I still love them. I think that yeah. they're probably one of my favorite uh, vehicles in Star Wars. I mean, two things for me. One, it's always great when you've been in love with something for 40 years and something like that happens. It makes you go, hmm, maybe this hmm. has all been a lie. Interesting. Yeah. Um, two, I don't believe that Andy has deep-seated opinions on TIE Fighters. I, think I don't he think was, he does. I, I think he just... I just... I think he just... He When I listen... And I hope Andy's listening right now because when, when, when I listened back to those episodes, I was like, I don't... I, I feel like Andy watched like a YouTube special of the, the best <laughs> and worst of Star Wars and he just like picked random things out that... He watched I'm some bad. guy just ranting about the TIE fighters. He's like, this guy's got a point. I'm going to yeah, use this. this I'm going to talk material. about this. Maria, <laughs> come check this out. This guy's That's right. right. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Poor but yeah, guy. The, the Y wing going in and gliding yeah. in and, and blocking. And then, you know, the four women 
fighters coming out and just mowing down stormtroopers. Just dude, that was out. awesome. I mean, the, I mean, we're back to the Empire's <laughs> troopers just being idiots because you've got this shuttle that's coming in at like lightning speed. It's like let's just stand there and watch. Mm. Like, get out of the way. It's clearly not. And Moff Gideon, he knew. He knew. The one um, competent guy in charge. You know, un- yeah. unnamed officer was like, dude, stop, stop, stop. Um, but he knew. Yeah. Poor unnamed officer. Poor unnamed that. imperial officer. Yes. Um, we'll get to um, there. But yeah, no, that was. It was just. I love what they've done. It was just a really brilliant. I mean. I think I, I, I saw another stormtrooper get... There was actually a really brutal kill at one point. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Kyra Dune again, and she like, shot him again in the face. And was, <laughs> Whoa! That's like in 50 years of Star Wars. I don't think I've ever seen stormtroopers getting shot in the head She's definitely got a shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's just like not... It was just a cool... It was intense. It was cool. Yeah. And there was that great scene as the women are battling their way to the bridge where they get attacked by stormtroopers whilst they're on that little walkway, and the two Mandalorians mm-hmm. fall off the side. And then yeah. Ferric and, and uh, Kara take out the other ones. Then they get caught from behind. And then the two Mandalorians come up from the side and just mow them Very down cool. and land. And they all just do the little nod and then the turn and the walk off, which, which got me thinking. And I was talking to my eldest daughter about this today. To me, that was such a natural moment of, you know, skilled warriors working mm-hmm. together to achieve an outcome um, where it, their gender made no difference whatsoever. And yeah. we actually spoke about that moment in Avengers Endgame, where sure. they have oh, yeah, right. yep, all yep. the women yep. heroines of the suit of the Marvel Universe come together and do that catwalk moment for five seconds or so. And we're like, man, Mandalorian just got that done without it being a big deal whatsoever yeah. compared to what Avengers wanted to do. Like that's kind of what we wanted that moment in Avengers to be. Just feel yeah. so much more natural and not forced yeah. at all. Yeah, it was just like, you know what? These 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 people are just gonna beat the hell out of you and yes. It just is what it is because they're that skilled and they don't they don't need yeah, yeah. it just is what it is so um, so they're off this they're, they're storming the bridge the the four yep. warriors basically take everyone down get to the bridge unnamed imperial officer unfortunately meets her demise and um, what did i say what did i say what did i say last week i said that yeah yeah i'm so good i should write these i shows. feel like if she had been named she might have had more of a chance um Most but likely. still good run forever in my star wars heart indeed um, very good actress um Yes. Uh, actor, performer. I don't know what the PC term is anymore, but... Um, she was awesome. But meanwhile, indeed. Mando is just slinking his way through Into, the hallways. Could have walked there. a little bit faster, Mando. I'm going to be honest. You took your yeah. time. Um, and that's probably why a dark trooper escaped and got into the hallway. And, geez, good thing that Beskar's tough, is all I'm going to say. Where, where did... Yeah, dude. I, every, like, when he was doing his head against the wall, yeah. I was like, dude, I don't care how tough that armor is. Dude, he is in a coma right now. Here's another Avengers reference. It was like when the Tony in the Hulkbuster armor is just pummeling the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just like, dude, he's dead. That's instant death. <laughs> like, you hit him that hard. His face is rattling in that thing. He's dead. Or brain yes. damage. He's coming out of that thing of vegetable. Pretty much, yeah. Um, where did... Did he have... The, the staff the whole yes, time? Yes, he did. I saw it. As he came down uh, into the landing bay with the, the out of the Y-wing, right. I did see it there I, before. Yes. Because I had to rewind it because when he picks up the staff and he, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Oh, I mean, obviously Beskar Duxmania or whatever it's called because, you know, that was the only thing to survive the destruction. No, like I, I, like I knew that, but like I just didn't remember him carrying it yeah. with him. And I was like, where did he get that from? What just happened mm. there? Um, 
Yeah. But anyway, just absolutely got his ass kicked by one dark trooper uh, and then manages to, you know, defeat it through the Beskar spear through the head and then blow the rest of them off into the airlock. That was Um, pretty cool. And and they are, they're gone, I guess. Although, as we'll see later. I mean, they're droids. You can pick them up. Exactly. They don't need air. Yeah. Um, And then that very tense scene with um, Mando and Moff Gideon facing in the cell. When he walked in, and I like he walked into that cell, and there's Moff Gideon holding the dark saber over the child yes. in handcuffs. I literally exclaimed out loud, "Oh hell no!" Because yep. like I saw the child in handcuffs, and I think we've been really cruel to this kid yep. too much this season. Where I just need him to be okay. I, I'm I'm gonna I legitimately thought at some point in this episode, I, I thought there was a percentage chance that he could die. The child. I uh, thought that. Th- I honestly thought that there was going to be more of a chance that he had somehow been brainwashed and he was going to use his powers against Mando mm. because nothing really came of no, anything. Nothing there. I felt like there was going to be some sort of sacrifice angle. And yeah. I mean, and flash forward, the bit where I felt like he was most in danger was when they're in that firefight on the bridge and Moff Gideon yeah. tries to shoot him and Mando yeah. dies in front. For a second there, I was unclear whether or not Mando had deflected the blaster bolt. Yeah. And I almost expected him to turn around and look at the child and realize the child had been shot mm. um, and something like that was going to happen. Like That was in the back of my brain. I don't know why, but yeah. that's I'm, just well, how... We'll, we'll get to how stupid they were to let him even get that blaster <laughs> anyway. Yes. So, so um, Mando... True to his word, just keeps telling Moff Gideon, that's all I want is the child. That's all, all I, I want, want is the kid. You can, have, you can have the Darksaber. You can go do whatever you want with Bo-Katan. I don't care. Yeah. And Moff's like, well, I've got his blood now, so... And I must admit, I thought... I thought I so, too. I thought so. And then all of a sudden, that I'm battle, though. S- I'm so used to Gus Spring from Breaking Bad being so practical. And I'm like, okay, this makes yeah. sense. I can yeah. see Moff Gideon doing that. He doesn't need any more. But then... No. Because I'm thinking, dark saber at his yeah, head. and because I'm thinking, if I'm Moff Gideon, because obviously he's a smart person, like I'm not gonna make any more trouble for myself by like, because there's definitely a chance that I won't win against this guy yes. because he's a friggin' Mandalorian. He's good, and because every, I'm sorry, but every villain, no matter how smart and brave and courageous they seem, they're cowards. Yes, at some small point. Or at least smart about their health. I didn't think that he was going to go after Mando, but no. that was a he. That was a cool battle, dude. Like that they were going for really it, really good. Like that was a very well choreographed action scene. Um, yeah, very touch and go. He's in there. I mean, Mando finally got the upper hand, but you know that was not. Was it? I mean, was it lucky? It, he kind of felt a little lucky at points. I mean, yeah, it kind of was. I mean, it was. It was that. That whole Star Wars, ah, stormtroopers will hit you unless it doesn't advance well, the flat point. Well, I mean, Mando's thing. armor doesn't cover the inside of his elbow. So what's no. to stop the blade slipping down the best car and just suddenly chopping his hand off? Like, we've seen that happen in the Star Wars universe before. So, yeah. um, but anyway, um, so eventually Mando defeats Moff Gideon and this is critical, walks into the bridge and Bo-Katan not happy to see this at all because... And that was such a, a brilliantly acted moment because as soon as she walks in and, and or he walks in, she sees him with the saber and you see that look on her face, you know exactly what she's thinking. Yes. Because now she can't just take the saber from him. No. She's, she's got to earn it in battle. Yes. And he uh, otherwise it means it. nothing. No, he's, he doesn't want he's just to take it. I don't give a damn. I, I love that bit where she's like, have it. And Moff Gideon's like, ha ha, she can't just take it. She has to defeat yeah. you in battle. And he just straight away turns back and goes, okay, I yield. 
you know, exactly. He, he wants nothing to do with he this. He wants nothing to do with it. But do you know what I thought? It's like it's not. It's kind of like not a big deal because it's not like it has to be a battle to no, the death. It can be a duel. Of right. Like, like, like a, like a just, training duel. Just like if you're if you're if you're if you're uh, Mando, just be like, all right, let's do this, and then just like hold. Like if you really think you're going to beat her, just hold a little bit back and let her beat the hell. I out mean, Bo-Katan, I believe she can beat Mando. She's, I absolutely do too. She yeah. doesn't have to kill him. No, no, no. There's nothing there about death, but he, no. you know. He did not kill Moff Gideon to take exactly. the saber off him. Exactly. They, um, I mean, it's kind of like the Elder Wand in Harry Potter. You right. know, you just need to defeat the Holder, and it's yours. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. And then, uh oh, oh, here comes the Dark Troopers. We've got bigger problems because these, yeah. as you said, these droids can survive in space, and back mm-hmm. they come. And there's a platoon of them just storming the bridge where five people are going to try and hold them off. And and so you know you know what I don't do when this happens if I have Gideon as my hostage and and there's a bunch of people lying dead in this place and a bunch of blasters from those soldiers who are lying dead. Do you know what I don't do? I don't allow Moff Gideon to just go and crawl out on his own to let him get a damn blaster. Don't take my eyes off him. Like I know, exactly. I don't kick him away because I'm not Cara Dune kicking him away because I don't give a damn. I'm no. keeping my eye on him for like the whole time. Yeah. Because he just happens to pick up a blaster and then whilst everyone's... Well, actually, no, because he picks up a blaster, but then he sees the Dark Troopers attending and he's obviously thinking, okay, at some point they're going to take over this thing and then I'll just stand up and I'll be fine. Mm. And everyone's sitting there standing, waiting, and just doing that thing where they're all just standing, pointing their guns at the door for like five minutes. Like, wouldn't your arms get tired? I don't think yeah. these weapons are light. That's like holding a couple of dumbbells out. No, and nice I, I, Exactly. And I remember thinking to myself at that moment, I was like, this is like taking a long time. Yeah. Or, like this is not really climactic. It's taking too long. Like they had, it seems like forever to figure something out. Like they yeah. could have gone out the back door or something. Uh, I, I mean, there's a couple door. of things there. One, if you're defending the bridge, sit down, get some carbs into you. You want to try and refuel whatever you can. Take <laughs> generation some weight off the you legs. can. <laughs> generation you can. I mean, you know, firstly, the people in the bridge should have been doing that. Secondly, these super advanced dark troopers that are version three and have no weakness, they're, answer to getting through a big door is just to keep punching it there's nothing there's gotta else be they a better done. way they, like, they, can, they can fly in space why didn't they just come around and go through the windows i know and it, i mean i guess they didn't want to kill that was another there was a point where one of the stormtroopers fell through a force field and i thought that that was the whole point of a force field <laughs> the whole point of a force field is to, especially since they don't do handrails in the star wars universe as yeah. we've established the whole point of the force field is to bump you back in but but obviously not nah. um um, but yeah, uh, you'd think you would fit like it, you're, you're fitting these droids with all this amazing stuff. Fit them with a little R two D two spinny thingy yeah, to open up the like doors, a blade or a drill, something like that. Um, but but here's the thing, Andrew. This is why this episode is the best episode ever because none of the stuff we've just talked about for the last twenty odd minutes, picking on things and saying why well, this doesn't work and that doesn't work, matters at all Mm-mm. because the second that mm-hmm. one X-Wing flies past mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Cara June says, one X-Wing, what can that possibly do? The whole episode just takes off. Yeah, and it is it just was... fan service 101. I got to say, dude, it was just... Uh, and Because obviously they don't reveal it. But as soon as I saw that belt buckle and the, black the belt buckle gave it away, the black hand, the saber, the color of the saber. Because yeah. I, when I saw the color of the saber, I was like, oh... Maybe it was maybe it's Ezra and he's just got a new look. Mm. Because to me, I I gotta talk about this. 
to me, the timeline doesn't feel like it makes sense because Boba Fett's so much older and we're looking at a Return of the Jedi sequel character. Yes. So, so this is between five and nine years after the Battle of Yavin, which is when Jedi was. So, yeah. and Boba Fett's been in the Sarlacc pit, so that's yeah. aged him a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, the, the Boba look versus Luke not looking that much older than Jedi is where yeah. you sort of need to go Sarlacc aging, aging process, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's been on Tatooine. Disbelief, He's not yeah. moisturizing. It's, dumped, it's <laughs> two suns, so it's very high UV for him. Um, so I think that's probably to explain why Boba looks a little bit older um, yeah. than but he probably should be. I guess I can overlook all that because it was just how cool was it? I mean, after you spent this entire episode establishing how tough these dark troopers are, and then Luke Skywalker just mows them down like slip, and, and, and yes, you're you're seeing more and more clues that it's him as yeah. he moves through the thing and attacking them to try and rescue them on the bridge. And yeah. I mean, in hindsight it makes complete sense that it was always going to be Luke. Because whilst a lot of people are starting to go very, very deep on the Clone Wars and Rebels, I think Disney Plus um, reported that they've had their highest viewership ever over the last couple of months of people going back and watching Clone Wars and Rebels because of Mando. Your casual Star Wars fan was not going to understand the significance of someone like Ezra turning up. Or like we spoke about last episode, an unnamed Jedi. It had to be someone we knew. And Ahsoka Tano earlier in the season She's fine because you can introduce her as she's a Jedi, but she's not a Jedi. She's a new character in her own right, and she's going to get a miniseries. This had to be someone we knew. Yeah, and I must admit, it was. It's and I, I some of the Star Wars fans that I had talked to, uh, we've all kind of said the same thing. For me personally, I hated what they did with Luke Skywalker in the last three movies. Yeah. Hated it. They made him a crazy old man. It didn't make sense. It destroyed his. And I'm not one. For remakes and sequels will mess with the originals. You can still appreciate that. But they destroyed Luke Skywalker's character. So I love the fact that they did this. I mean, it doesn't change the sequels or anything. But at least it leaves a better taste in our mouths of what Luke Skywalker is. We never really got to see Luke Skywalker at his true potential except for Jedi. And that's the Mm. whole thing. He He was a whiny farm boy in A New Hope. And he was discovering a whole bunch of other stuff in Empire. But... In Jedi, he was a Jedi master and he was fully confident and he he handled his business. And we only got to see that in Jedi. And the fact of the matter is there's other things in Jedi that make it. Sometimes you ignore how powerful a character he was in that movie. And I think it's great that we got to see him in this. Like this was peak Luke. Yeah, I I so am like loving that this is the last time I saw Luke Skywalker as opposed to the crazy old like kind of... um, uh, eccentric old man in what they essentially tried to turn into a Yoda, which didn't work. Yep. Um, and it was just so good. I mean, I can get, and I can, I can even forgive the uncanny Valley. Yes. Stuff. The motion capture <laughs> still needs work. You know the I mean? aging still needs work. Yeah. Yes. Like I think I, I can, I can forgive that just because it was such a cool sidebar. Would you have preferred them to put a different actor in the role? Like Sebastian Shaw was mentioned a lot on the internet as a really good candidate. Would you have preferred that? I think, look, I think that probably a would have been, it it just would have been nice to get another actor out there. And I think they could have done it and they probably could have CGI'd his face a little bit to make him look more like uh, Mark. And that probably would have looked more realistic. Yeah. But 
at the same time, it's kind of it adds to the charm that is Star Wars. Yeah, because there's precedent you know I mean? here. They did it with Leia in Rogue One. Yeah, they've yeah. done it with um, uh, the Moff last Tarkin. Moff Tarkin, Peter Cushing. Yeah. So they've done this before. But the one thing that disappoints me with it is it means we we're not going to see him as a regular character in this going forward. They can't have no. a regular character no, play you, with you the age. It won't work. Yeah. No. Um, back. And, um, and then. At the, at, so, so meanwhile, Moff Gideon figures out, uh-oh, this is not good. And mm. so pulls out the blaster, pulls out one of the many blasters that are just lying around the bridge here um, mm. and tries to firstly shoot Bo-Katan. Doesn't work. She's wearing Doesn't a Beskar. Tries to shoot Grogu. Can't do it because the Mando saves him and then tries to top himself and Kara June comes in and knocks him out. That and was a pretty intense choice. That was intense, yes. Um, he's not dead. I get the feeling we're going to see him in Season 3 or Rangers of the Republic because he yeah. obviously knows a lot about what's yeah. going on. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I, and, yeah, it was just a really intense... When he put that gun against his neck, I was just like, oh, wow. I, I thought they were going to do it. I thought so, too. I was yeah. like, this is next-level Star... Like, this, that would be the first time that I think we've ever seen yeah. that stuff. And then Cara June knocks him out, and I'm like, oh, well, she's knocked him out so that she can do it. She's the only one that shoots people in the face in this joint. So <laughs> <laughs> she's just going to have a crack at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and, and, and then that door opened, and here comes the waterworks. It got very dusty in my house. I'm gonna Dude, I, I, I got tears, tears, man. I had tears in my house, yeah. in my eyes. Um, it was just. It was, I mean, I want to talk about, I guess, the helmet reveal that I wanted. Yes. This was the helmet reel I wanted. I didn't want the facial I didn't need scan. Last week's. I didn't need last week's. No. This was the one that I wanted. This is the one that they should have done first. Last week was a misstep. When you saw how powerful this was, last mm. week was a misstep. I think they would take that choice back again if they could. I think so too. It just, it made, it would have made, not that it wasn't a, a great moment, but it would have made it even better. Exactly. I completely, 100% agree with your take, mm. and I never do that. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and, and, and I mean, geez, the cherry on the top of that Sunday, you know, you've got Uncanny Valley Luke, you've got the child looking at Mando through without the helmet, the child doesn't want to leave, and then is that R2-D2's music I hear? And in he rolls, and I'm like, uh, I had goosebumps. Like, so did I. Just literal goosebumps for about three minutes there as Luke first came into the bridge and then and then R2-D2. It was just astonishing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. I loved what they did with the music and, and just uh, it oh, was very speak, cool. Speaking of the music, did you pick up the different techno drum music they kind of had when they first introduced the, the Dark Troopers? No, when, go, when? Go back and, and watch the episode again and just listen okay. to the way that when the Dark Troopers are being powered up in their yeah. room, the music just completely changes. Like it was a really dramatic, it wasn't just, at first I thought it was just booting up sounds and engines spinning up, but it was actually the score underneath completely changed its style. Okay. Um, and I saw a couple of articles I read today um, spoke about that. So, so yeah, she, that was a really interesting choice. And I think really, really effective. No, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm definitely going to go back and watch it again. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's just um, really good. And so, the, yeah, the scene, the, the, the show ended with, them hopping in the elevator and the doors closing and yeah i think it was really good that it ended with that and they didn't then flash back to the bridge and then you know mando turning to bow and going so what do we do now do we have that yeah. fight to the death or whatever they just let it go they'll, they'll yeah. deal with that next season next time yeah um, it'll be interesting to see if grogu comes back i think he'll come back at some he's got point. to because that's got why to. i've got to I, I i would say that there is a large population of people that watch this show for grogu i think there is and also 
Disney likes to sell toys. Yeah. And like they've already, I mean, do they have, are they have that much confidence in what they're doing that they're like, well, we can just blow up the Razor's Crest, that's gone, and we can get rid of this child who was such a hit when he was first announced that there was people making bootlegs and trying mm. to sell them. Like, what do they think is coming in season three where they're like, oh, we don't need this complete marketing machine? I mean, yeah. Grogu was a billion dollar piece of IP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way. I, I'd be very surprised unless there's something even better. But I can't. Yes. I don't think that there will ever be anything on television, film or stage that will top the child. He may be the cutest thing ever. Absolutely. Ever. Ever. Um, yeah. Uh, Did you? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to. I was just going to start talking about the the after the credits scene and what. Okay, so that that was going to be my question to you. Yes. Yes. If you watch that, um, that was uh, that was cool. Very cool scene. Um, So we flash back to Tatooine with the two sons, and then we see Jabba's palace, and then we see Fennec coming through and just mowing dudes down. Um, Bib Fortuna's on Jabba the Hutt's. I'm yes. assuming that's Big Bib Fortuna. It is. Yeah, it's Bib Fortuna. Um, He's chilling out on Jabba the Hutt's thing and starts to do his little speech to Boba. And Boba, who up to this point has been a fairly moral man, living by a code, I want my armor back, I get my armor back, I'll help you, I'll follow orders and all that sort of stuff, just flat out shoots him. He just shoots him. Doesn't, and there's no, no conversation, no. no words, no talking. That's the Boba Fett that I remember from... Exactly. That. That's, that's, yeah. And then he sits on the throne and Fennec in the background grabs some blue milk or whatever it is comes <laughs> and sits next to him with a leg up and the huge gun sticking up and just smiles and it's like a cell out of a comic book and then up flashes the, the Boba Fett book of, the book of Boba yeah. Fett I'm so excited now here's my question for you that I've seen a lot of people talking about we just had this Disney investor day where they announced all of these different properties that were coming out. Yeah. They did not mention a Boba no. Fett miniseries. They did not mention a Boba Fett movie. Is this a hidden special extra series we're getting? Or is the book of Boba Fett what season three is going to be called? No, I... Oh, but no. I think... I honestly think... because I think it's probably another series because it's one of those things where they wouldn't have put it in the spoilers because people have been... Look, people have been waiting for Boba Fett for 20 or 30 years. People have been waiting for Ahsoka Tano and Obi-Wan for 10 years. Um, Everybody's always wanted that Boba Fett thing. And I think that they uh, made the right decision to not mention that so that it could be like a huge... I I get that. The other theory I heard, though, was think about what we've been watching. Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, Chapter 4. The first two seasons of The Mandalorians have been chapters. Hmm. Is season three going to be a new book with new chapters? And does I've... The Mandalorian actually not represent Din Djarin? Or is it anyone that wears The Mandalorian armor? Could we see season three be about Boba Fett? Could season I four would... be about Bo-Katan, also a Mandalorian? I mean, I would I would tend to maybe think that if they hadn't left the Darksaber and Moff Gideon kind of in the open at the end. Yeah, like if it wasn't, you know, not even Gideon, not even Moff Gideon, but just the dark saber. If yeah. they had fixed that up, I'd say, yeah, maybe. Um, but it'd we've be got a, a, it'd be a baller move to go. Hey, we've got this dark saber plot point hanging, but you know what? We're going to do eight episodes of the Book of Boba Fett for a year, and then mm. we'll come back to the dark saber. Mm. With the, yeah, the, the I mean, the the only thing, the only way that I would see that happening is if they lost, like, like 
they lost their funding or something. Like, do you remember the show Jag? Yes. Yeah. So basically, the first season, uh, they left that on a cliffhanger, a massive cliffhanger, and then the show got canceled. And then another uh, network picked it up, and with season two, they didn't address that cliffhanger, and they didn't address that cliffhanger for like five years because they didn't. They just didn't. Yeah. That's the only way that I can see something like that happen because it was okay. kind of a cliffhanger. It was a cliffhanger. Yeah. I, I think you you absolutely want to know. I imagine that. Is Bo-Katan going to follow Mando on his quest now? Or is Mando going to go, okay, well, I own the Darksaber, but I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And we'll just put this whole who controls the Darksaber behind us because we need to go take over, take the planet back. I, I kind of think that's something that needs to be addressed first of all. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be something like he kind of, he does what he needs to do with it. She's like, okay, but she sees that his heart's not in it. And it yeah. just be, becomes this bigger and bigger form of tension yeah. And they're just gonna. It'll eventually be like a fight because they're just pissed off. Well, at each she's other going to quote unquote turn because yeah. ultimately what she cares about is having the dark saber and the power that comes with it. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. So lots of stuff to look forward to. Um, I can't believe it's going to be a year. Like, know. you know, don't they just film this in a warehouse? Can't they just get everyone there tomorrow and just get yeah. some energy drinks and bang this out? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they probably frown upon people working twenty four seven, but. You know, maybe not. I don't know. Hey, I was listening to a podcast about Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day, and Charlie Sheen, for his scene, went 48 hours without sleep to prepare. What um, podcast was that? Uh, it was uh, called uh, The Rewatchables. I love that podcast. Yes. I listened to that Did episode. Did you listen to that one? Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the hosts were like, we're sure Charlie Sheen had some other excuses to go 48 hours without sleep. Most um, likely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe they could do that. I think it would drive some great character performances. Mm. Mm. I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's uh, that, that, yeah. that's fair. So well, there we go. That's it. That's 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 our that's our wrap up of the Mandalorian season two. Yes. I mean, amazing. Was it better than season one? I think it was different. I think it was very different. Like I think it was more geared toward kind of tongue in cheek stuff and yeah. comical stuff and you know. Whereas season one was, it took itself, season one took itself a little bit more seriously. It did. I think both of them did what they were meant to do. Season one was meant to establish a character and a universe and it Mm. nailed that. Season two was, let's spin that off into as much other stuff as we can. And it's at the point where all we're worried about, like we're not worried about the core Mandalorian product. What we're worried about is can the rest of these spinoffs maintain the same quality? Yeah, exactly. But we're excited for them. Like, exactly. you know, probably the one we're most skeptical about is this whole Rangers of the New Republic one because it feels like it's going to be Jag on Coruscant. Um, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe a Star Wars procedural where they do a mystery of the week crime mm-hmm. thing would actually be pretty fun if they took it I mean, dead serious. I think it, it reminds me, I can't remember what video game it was, but it reminds me of a video game. I can't remember what it was, but, you know, I think that's what that was, has been successful about all the video games. That It's not always just been about you know the jedi or this or that. it's like every video game is something different yes of course there's the jedi games but then there's also the games that focus solely on the sky squadrons and 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 piloting those ships and then there's games that focus on just like you're this rogue kind of um like uh uh what, um what was han solo uh, smuggler smuggler yes. um, smuggler yeah but yeah just like going through the motions and stuff so i think that there's like a lot of things that you can do and uh will always be successful because the thing about star wars is there's so many things that you can choose from 
that people are going to be interested in. Yeah. There's so many people who are interested in Star Wars, not just because of the Jedi and the Sith, not just because of the blasters, not because of you know this or that. You can do anything. It's the yeah. sky's the limit with this universe because it's so huge, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the next ten years. Beautifully said. Well done, Andrew. And That's right. I mean, I would say this even if I didn't have 2% of battery left, but I think that's a good place to finish. I think so too. So look, everybody, thank you so much for sticking with us in these Geek Corner episodes. We're looking forward to bringing you an end of year episode and and a wrap-up episode and then getting into 2021 back with fitness, motivation, mental health. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes thus far. We'll probably see you in a week or so with the final episode of the year. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. I've spoken. And this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you in a galaxy far, far away to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.